Now initiating music report. Initiated. Program ready. Hello and welcome to your music report for June 10th, 2022. I am your host, Zach Lowry. In this special episode, Eric Gray and I both had the opportunity to sit down and interview the local folk duo, the Lucky Valentines. So without further ado, we will get right to it. Here is our extended uncut interview. So we are on with the Lucky Valentines right now. Could I have you guys begin by just introducing yourselves and uh, talking about the instruments you play? Yeah, my name is Jamie Carrier. I play violin and guitar and I sing. And every now and then if I'm lucky enough, somebody hands me a cello or some other manner of stringed instrument that I can play. And I'm Sean Carrier and I play guitar, electric guitar, and any kind of homemade thing that I might have come up with, including I've I got a suitcase kind of kick drum thing that i play and then i've got a made a microphone out of an old telephone at one point and that was actually one of my interview questions for you guys your website mentions the kick drum case and like the rotary microphone that you made from a phone that sounds really cool how did that come about for you guys the phone it's actually the handset from jamie's dad's old shop out on the farm she grew up on and just Taking the diaphragm out of one of those and wiring it up to a quarter-inch cable or a quarter-inch jack is it's kind of like an old punk rock trick that I learned about, and I thought it might have an interesting kind of flavor to it. And so I did that, and then we started integrating it into the show. It does have kind of a nice restricted frequency that cuts through the mix. And do you ever use it for recording, or is it just kind of a live performance deal? We haven't used it for recording as of yet, but that's a good idea. And then speaking of recording, you were recently in New York recording an album with Josh Kaufman. Can you tell us more about that? It was really amazing. So yeah, Josh Kaufman is like, he's a producer. We've been listening to music that he's had fingers in for a long time. And so we were talking about what our next steps were. And we had a whole bunch of songs and we were like, we should probably think about making an album. The last album we made, we recorded ourselves at home and then sent it away to be mixed. We just felt like we've kind of reached the ceiling of what we can do in that capacity. So we were like, we should probably reach out to someone who could be like a producer for us. So we were thinking about music we loved. And then we just started looking at everything we've been listening to, Bonnie Light Horseman and Anais Mitchell. And we were like, well, the common thread here is Josh Kaufman. So we emailed him. Then a couple weeks, his manager got back to us. So we started planning this back in November and it was kind of different because before we've always been the bosses and just driven everything ourselves, but we chose to trust him with being the producer so he kind of just picked which song we'd do we'd record it then he'd kind of throw stuff on it and he was always really open to our feedback and stuff he had a great personality he was really just wonderful to work with but it was a pretty cool experience letting someone else be the boss of the project it'll probably be several months if not like six or so before it actually comes out but it was a really exciting big move for us it's the farthest we've traveled and the most we've ever put into a project like this Kind of turning things back a little bit from where you are now, how did you two meet and when did you end up deciding to form the Lucky Valentines as a musical group? We met playing music. We had a friend who was having a fundraiser uh, for some Hurricane Katrina relief way back when. 
And what wound up happening was he, he I think he told you you were on the top of the bill or something like that. Like J- Jamie wasn't going to come. He coerced you into, into coming in and playing. And he, he sort of talked her up to me. The first thing I noticed when she came in um, was she pulled out a guitar. And it was this beautiful old country and western model from from the 60s and i immediately was like man i hope she's as good i'm like like i hope she's good enough for that and then she she absolutely was as a church fundraiser she sang a song that had some questionable language in it and then she sang a hymn right afterwards and i loved that dichotomy i thought it was a really beautiful balance very human and so that's what attracted me to her initially it really didn't take us long to get together and we just started making music right away together and also started a family more quickly than we meant to and we got married on valentine's day so that's why we're called the lucky valentines i heard you make a reference to punk rock and i heard a reference to church hymns so what type of music were you guys doing originally have you always been into the the bluegrass i mean so i grew up listening to celtic music church music classical music and whatever was on the radio and a lot of country so i had started writing songs when i was like 13. i don't know if i had a genre in my mind but i loved like Jewel and Alanis Morissette and, you know, just kind of like the popular female singers of the time. And then when I was 20, I discovered Patty Griffin, who changed my world in terms of how I thought about songwriting. So I would say that when I was doing music, it was kind of like country slash pop music. But the music that I was writing was more in the singer songwriter vein. So now we call ourselves Americana Folk. Yeah, and Sean, what kind of music were you doing? I love music from every kind of genre, you know, some super doomy metal to hip-hop to jazz and funk and folk, everything. Like, there's stuff from all of those sort of sort of veins of the kind of musical genome that I really, really love. Growing up, it was all pretty mainstream country from the 80s and 90s, alongside lots of the singer-songwriter stuff, lots of Warner Brothers records from the 70s. James Taylor and Van Morrison, that sort of thing. But then when I got into my 20s, I started hanging out with folks who were playing all-ages shows, punk rock shows, uh, metal shows. I was in a um, post-rock band for, for a while. I was in an indie rock band for a while. When I first started playing, I cut my teeth playing with some friends from high school, writing songs, and also sitting in with blues bands down in Great Falls who were playing on the regular. They'd get me in the bar when I was way too young and let me bring my guitar and play and eventually started paying me and eventually just started letting me sit in the whole night and play like I was part of the band. Did you guys both grow up in music families like you had parents and uncles who played instruments and were in bands or is this kind of you guys kind of just found this sometime in your life through friends or what have you? My mom got involved in the charismatic Catholic movement like at the end of the 70s. So she played music in church. So that was the first guitar I ever noticed was her playing guitar in church. And she'd let me mess with it every now and again at home. Other than that, I didn't really have any family members who ever sang or played or anything like that. Not in my immediate family. There's a story about my my grandpa on my dad's side uh, doing a recording of a Hank Williams song in one of those telephone booth recording uh, machines at Disney World. Uh, probably back in the 50s, I'm guessing, but I've never heard that record now, so I don't know any, I don't know anything about that story beyond that, but supposedly he played guitar and fiddle. And my family is really musical. My dad loved to sing for church. He sings to like the backup tracks. I have three sisters and we all were in violin. Like I don't remember starting violin. So she, she started us when we were super little and she made a decision that anytime someone asked us to play, she'd say yes. So we played at farmer's markets and retirement homes and 
church a lot and then also my extended family like we'd sing the doxology when we got together and stuff like that so not performance music per se but there was definitely singing together and was a part of growing up and then I got to be in like the youth orchestra and a youth choir and different stuff like that that I think helped shape my love of playing with people too. If any of our listeners want to go check you guys out, what social media and like streaming platforms can you be found on? Yeah, we're on all the major streaming platforms. I think maybe all of them in general. We have a website, theluckyvalentines.com, and there's connectors to lots of different stuff there. We can be found on Spotify and Apple Music and Amazon Music and all that. We were doing a weekly live stream for a minute, and we'll probably fire that back up here uh, at some point. But if you're interested in, in hearing anything, usually... I'd say what I usually tell people to do is follow us on Facebook and then follow us on Spotify as well. And that's going to cover your bases for being able to find us when we're doing things. So you guys do a lot of recording from like your home studio and stuff, right? We do. We've, we've made many mistakes and made some good things out of that. Yeah. It's, it's been a huge learning curve, but it's been really, really rewarding to be able to have a halfway decent studio to work in Mm -hmm. and, how long did it take for you guys to kind of figure out that process of uh, getting your sound recorded? Man, I think that I bought my first USB interface and laptop in like, was it, it was like 2016, maybe? I think, though, that it's such a long process. I wish we'd actually counted the hours because not only recording yourself and getting the actual like technique of doing it is hard, but being recorded is also a learning curve. So we've been blessed to do a few recordings that aren't actually released, but there's so much to learn because you like you you hear it in your head differently. But when it's recorded, suddenly you hear every single sound that you made, everything that happened on the guitar. Yeah, a lot of uh, musicians talk about it being almost an entirely different art from performing live. It really is. Yeah, and I would say that I'm so grateful that we put in the hours and the the difficult things that we did because when it came time to make this record with Josh Kaufman, who's like legit, you know, he's like a big producer. Um, we had had that practice of being able to hear ourselves, not only the way it sounds, but the way it's going to sound. And his engineer was so good that I, I don't, I bet you guys can probably understand, like when you hear it uh, the way that it should sound, it's so much different than when you just hear it the way that you caught it accidentally you know what i mean like when it's when it's done well it is a totally different art form working working with dan and josh was fantastic dan goodwin and, and josh kaufman that's it was there were there were moments working in the studio where it was like there was such a simpatico going on between them where it was literally like dan was reading josh's mind as josh was having the thought like he could he could see what josh was thinking kind of thing um and you know for my part like when I'm engineering us or when I'm engineering myself or when Jamie's engineering us, it's like, I feel like for me, like I have a hard time knowing what I'm thinking while I'm doing it. It's like, well, we're trying this and seeing how it goes, you know, kind of thing. But I have no idea. I have no idea if this is going to work right. I have no idea if we're going to get a good sound out of this or not. We've done entire takes of songs where like, a vital element of it is just a little too hot and it clips through the whole recording or or it's too quiet and there's too much headroom and if you if you if you're going to bring the signal up you bring up a bunch of noise with it it's not the same as doing it live cuz live you can you can gauge the people who are listening and you're hearing it again in your own head kind of so it can feel really good but then hearing it back sometimes is like what that's not that's not what i thought it sounded like so it it's been really a lot of learning but it's been i think very rewarding too it's the equivalent of passing someone on the street 
Like you pass someone on the street, that's a live performance. Like you experience what they look like and like maybe maybe like if they have a smell or if they're a, how, how tall they are or the, like the color of their eyes. But if you sit down and have lunch with someone, like you start to notice like like maybe one of their eyes sits a little lower than the other or maybe maybe they have a scar on their like their lip or or a freckle you know like you 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 that the recorded experiences there's so much more that you can freeze and analyze about it that has to be one of the coolest analogies i've ever heard yeah. down here well, honestly <laughs> <laughs> I, I, i'm gonna yeah. have to remember that yeah, it's yeah, really that was cool. a good one <laughs> well we recorded it so <laughs> <laughs> It's going to freak you out because your phone's going to go off in the middle of the night and you're going to be like, who's talking in my house? No, you know what? I see a song here. Oh. I see a song yeah. out of that. Mm. I passed you on the street. I didn't notice your freckles. See, this is the, uh, this is the uh, what do they call that? The, uh, the uh, preview for the song. Or yeah, the, the, that's right. The, yeah, yeah, this, the, 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 the seed. The little, exactly. yeah. yeah. The song seed. Then we sat down for lunch, and I thought that smells actually not pleasant. Oh my. <laughs> this is a hit. Oh this yeah, it's gonna be hit. huge. <laughs> we'll call it. We drove on a gravel road to the radio station. So drove this is two the gravel creative roads. Process right here. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Totally. What What is your creative process like? It's Man. different all the time. Yeah. But it can it can be something like this where we're like, Yeah. Hey, uh, what about this silly little like phrase that I've got? There's a song on the record that literally fleshed itself out in in me sitting down twice to write it. Like, just I sat down um, and I started playing with with a couple of chords and just moving them back and forth, and then like had a little mel melodic idea come in over top of it. And then uh, I put the guitar down and I had a bunch of other things to do. And some days went by, and then I sat down a few days later. And I picked it up again and started doing that. And all of the lyrics just kind of came out. And the melody came out and it was like, it was a fully fledged song. The only change I think I made to it after that was I just, just put in a small little instrumental break in the middle. But there's one song on the record, Remedy is the name of it, where I like picked at that song for probably a year and a half. Just messing with different arrangements, messing with different chord ideas, messing with different uh, phrasing and melodic stuff, you know, and, and lyrical content as well. I don't have too much more to say, but some of the songs on the record from for that I wrote are like really personal and were like me working through something. And then there's one that actually was this lyric uh, challenge that Sean did for us. He said, let's both pick three woodshedded lyrics. So stuff that we've like worked on, but not been able to flesh it out. And then let's each write a song from each of those lyrics. So we ended up with 12 songs and one of them, his lyric, um, just like put me into this it just i just could i could see the person and the song just came out and so it was like a a bit of people that i really do know like a you know kind of like the feeling of where we live and like people that i've known and and stuff that i've seen but it's like this character that just because of his lyric that sort of spurred it on it just came out but yeah lots of songs you kind of have to fight them or if you really want to write about a certain thing sometimes that's harder than than something just coming to you. It is spontaneous. You'll just have like a thought or some sort of interaction. Yeah, or like a feeling, a certain feeling that starts something and then if you just kind of let it flow, like it, it comes out and it's, yeah. But then other times you do kind of have to wrestle it down and be like, I want this lyric in a song. <laughs> I gotta make it work. 
and yeah it's but it's i i've heard other people say this too that it's like a muscle that if you work it out it works better for you you know it's like a muscle memory if you're if you're playing with words and messing with them and and getting them out then they come a little more easily to you it's always interesting to hear about the creative process yeah you know, everybody kind of has their own little thing, but it's also funny, like, when you hear, uh, it just popped into my head one yeah. day, and it became, you know, our best song type yep. of thing, and uh, so now that it's, it's an interesting... It's an it interesting really thing. is. It's sort of like the, how they say it's a muse, right? Like, exactly. it's it's like, sometimes you can catch it, and sometimes it, it sits a little, and it's like, if you're not taking this right now, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like the idea, too, of, of it just being this thing where it's, like you said, like, if I'm showing up and doing the work often and staying in practice on like messing with the dialect of music right like like messing with just just playing like playing guitar and playing with words and playing with melody like that those those muscles will be ready when should the muse choose to reveal themselves you know what i mean like should should the song come along if i'm doing the work like if i'm suiting up and showing up and doing the work then I'm, I feel more ready when the song comes. And that was our interview with the Lucky Valentines. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I am going to leave you with your daily reminder to always support your local artists and musicians. 